Episode 142 of the Drive-By Podcast is sponsored by Les Delices Lafrenet, Montreal's top pastry and bakery shop with five locations, including my home location on Tashro in Brossard. It's Les Delices Lafrenet. This is the Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast is brought to you by OwnSpace. Hey, what's happening? Freeway Frank. Hope you're doing all right. This is the Tuesday edition solo cast of the Drive-By Podcast. I just got off the phone with a friend of mine who I haven't spoken to in quite a while. We actually FaceTimed. He lives in Los Angeles. Him and his then-girlfriend, now-wife, were the first two people that opened their doors to me when I first moved to Vancouver back in well many years ago let's just put it this way and i was a a kid i was in my early 20s working in radio living the uh the dream he's one of two or three people in the radio industry that over the years i've always looked up to and thought he was meant for radio he's a true radio guy it's been a while since howie and i have spoken he lives in Los Angeles. He, he then moved to, to Toronto, and then I moved to Toronto. So we spent some time there together, and I haven't seen him in so long. We last spoke during the last three years of The Mess, and he was, I think, on my Instagram Live. I put him on one time, but he just called me up because he was throwing me some questions and I wanted to find out more about the, the podcasting world. He still does radio voiceovers, like, you know, the big voice you hear on radio he's the voice of many radio stations from dallas to los angeles and a very iconic familiar voice that you would hear on some formats he's a great guy so we've worked in radio you know him and i for the longest time he then moved to los angeles and he's been there ever since he's been there maybe almost close to uh, two decades and he was telling me, giving me an update on his family and his kids are now grown up. It was great to hear from him. But then, you know, I asked him, how's the, uh, how's California doing? Because I don't hear good things. He doesn't hear good things about Canada, <laughs> which he, he's Canadian. He left behind. And I'm like, uh, well, yeah, Canada's a disaster. Canada's a mess. But it's pretty much, uh, you know, Canada and California go hand in hand. We have uh, two woke leaders and uh, Canada is going down the drain really quickly if it hasn't already. California is already there going down the shitter. And so I had to ask him, is everything they say about Los Angeles, San Francisco true? And he said, yes, absolutely. Woke ideology, left-wing politics have burned through those cities and destroyed them. That's why so many Californians are leaving. But he says, no, man, I'm, keeping, I'm staying here because I'm not going to have these people I think he referred to them as commies. I'm not going to have these communists <laughs> take over the place that I love because geographically, and when you look at climate, weather, California is one of the most beautiful places in the world. If you spent any time there, and I have, I lived there for six months back in the day, traveled there many times even to see my friend. California is a gorgeous spot. Unfortunately, they've uh, destroyed it. And you see the mess that has become Los Angeles, San Francisco. It's like downtown freaking, it's a war zone. Okay, pick the city. You know, many friends of mine who live there, including this friend of mine, have frequently described it as a zombie apocalypse. And I think it was Elon Musk who said 
the close to the X headquarters in San Francisco. It actually looks like an episode of The Walking Dead. My friend confirmed that today. He says, yeah, it's a mess. But he goes, I'm not going anywhere. He says, I'm not going to be one of those people that's leaving because if not, they'll win. And he's right. You can't just give up on a place because everyone else has or because it's going downhill. You, you, you know, the strongest people, the people that are fighting the fight, whatever that fight is, we need those people. People like my friend over there, people like so many of you listening in, myself. I fight the good fight. I'm all about that. That's what my dad taught me. Always stand up for yourself. Fight the good fight. So, I mean, look, there's days I wake up here in Quebec, and Quebec is like the province of Quebec in Canada. It's insanity, the things that go on here. The things that manage to creep through here in, in Montreal and Quebec, it's you're shaking your head constantly. And California is one of those places, high taxes, like Quebec, lots of problems. Except for one is California. You got better weather. The other were, you know, couple of weeks away from snow and frigid temperatures i know the place i would choose but there's no perfect place in the world that's what it comes down to and that's what my friend and i kept mentioning there's no perfect place woke gets into everything and it infiltrates everything and it's everywhere and it takes a strong-minded individual to stand up and say no enough there are many days i wake up i'm sure you wake up too and you're like uh why am i still here yeah but the thing is this place is where I was born and raised, and it, believe it or not, I love Montreal. I just don't like Quebec politics, Quebec identity politics, and what Canada has become, especially in the last decade. It's not what I thought or where I thought we would ever be. But wherever you go, you'll run into this kind of stuff. Because this is what they're teaching in universities. This is what, you know, it's, uh, it really is. It's not me who's come up with this, but it really is a virus and it spreads and it gets into the minds of the younger generation and then they start to think, well, this is um, just the way it is. It's not the way it is. There are certain things that were not meant to be tampered with and I think things were going pretty well. What was the song? I always mention it. We didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world's been turning. Billy Joel. Yeah, we didn't. It was always like this. We know that there is no perfect place. There is no perfect place to live. And especially that perfect place doesn't exist on social media. I wanted to mention the fact off the top that I spoke to my friend because it brought back a lot of memories. We always have these great discussions and he'd be a great guy to have here sitting across from me on the podcast, an organic, natural discussion. We've lost that ability to listen to the other side as crazy as they may sound. Just listen. We got into this mess because we don't listen anymore. The world is more, it's just more polarized than ever. But one thing that I got from my conversation with my buddy, and that's why I took it here to start the podcast, is it doesn't matter where you are. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. Yeah, even in a place like California, even worse. Anyway, our conversation was great and it was awesome. I wish I would have recorded it because it would have made for a great podcast. All right, let me get into a couple of the things I wanted to chat about. And a thing that I noticed right away, I noticed things were changing at my workplace, my last occupation. I noticed things started to change with the company, the corporation, because I worked in corporate radio for many years. And a lot of you maybe have already experienced this in the last couple of years, or maybe even this is the first or second or third holiday season 
Christmas that you'll be experiencing it. I knew things were changing when they canceled the yearly Christmas parties because they were always extravagant and it always had all the employees from all the TV stations and all the radio stations and all the media platforms and all, and we were all together, all celebrating and it was uh, and I always had an awesome place and you dressed up and the meals were great and all that and then eventually they canceled those. Because as in anything else, as revenues go down, first time I noticed it was maybe in 2015, eight years ago, 2016, where things started to change and they started to eliminate things and the Christmas party was one of them. But funny enough, I've had this conversation with several people already this year who are getting closer to, in a couple of weeks, if not next week, the Christmas parties start. And the thing I've been hearing by several people is that this year and last They've had to pay to go to their Christmas party or their Christmas gathering. And I remember it was the year before and the year of me losing my gig. So they had canceled the Christmas parties altogether. Then they brought them back for the last two years that I was there. And both years, they charged people for going there. And I thought, well, how embarrassing. With all the money that you make, and you're going to charge your employees. And by the way, it's not they're not the extravagant Christmas parties anymore. They're gatherings where, you know, a, a member, a team member or a manager might take you to a restaurant and, uh, and then that's it. And so how much could that bill cost compared to what they were doing before where it was this massive gathering and it was huge money? It could cost in the, who knows, hundreds of thousands, half a million, who knows? And I get it. It's expensive, but it's something that it comes once a year. And back in the day when things were really going well, you'd get bonus checks and the Christmas party. Then they dropped the bonus checks. They definitely dropped the Christmas parties. But now as they started to bring the Christmas or holiday gatherings back, okay, because they can't say the word Christmas because it offends, but I don't give a shit. I'll say it. When they started to bring the Christmas parties back, now they have to charge you for attending your own office Christmas party. And that's what I'm hearing now from a lot of people. It's like, I don't know if I should go because they're going to charge me 100 Another person's going to charge me 150 Another person's going to... For us, it was the last two years, it was $20. But think of the nerve of charging a big company. And you know the company I worked for, if you follow this podcast. This is the company that has milked you dry with your Wi-Fi, cable, whatever, your mobility, your phone, your the, over the years, Right? They have no problems in charging you an extra fee and here and there and that. And if you don't call them, sometimes they, they even take you on a tilt-a-whirl when you call them to cancel their service or whatever. They'll do anything, right? Anything not to cancel your account that they keep you on. They have their people halfway around the world following a script and making sure the last thing you do is cancel. And these people have the audacity to ask you for $20 to show up to a party that's being catered probably for free. I mean, it's just, to me, it was mind-blowing. And I think one year I didn't go, and then the other year a colleague convinced me to go. And I, I don't think I even paid the 20 bucks. Like, I just didn't pay it. Like, I just refused. It wasn't a matter of the 20 bucks. It was the principle. So now I'm hearing this from so many people. And there's still good people out there. I have friends of mine who own businesses, and they're already mapping out, if they haven't already, where they're going to take their staff, what restaurant, what are they going to do for the staff, because a lot of these friends of mine that have these companies are entrepreneurs, and they understand that without the workforce, without their people helping them, they wouldn't be where they are. 
They need these people now more than ever. They need these people. So they're going to throw a little Christmas party, whatever they can, take them somewhere, whatever. These big corporations can't. Well, no, because it's the bottom line, right? And it would be this much money across the board for all their properties in Canada. Well, then at that point, they had the right idea. Cancel it and just don't be embarrassing. Don't don't leave it up to local people or if the local people think it's a good idea, we got to take our stuff. Then, then you know what? You as a manager, pick up the bill and then write it off. You know, you got you, you got to pay for your own party. I mean, is this the world we live in right now? Yes, this is. It's an embarrassment. It's a joke that this goes on. 99.9% of the people do not want to pay, right? But still go because they want their party. They want to get together with their colleagues. They want to have a night out. I mean, if you're listening to this now and you work for a corporation and you're paying this year, I mean, you got to think twice about staying with these people. I mean, what kind of a company are you staying with? I'm just as guilty. You, you go to you go to some store, you walk in, and after you've spent hundreds of dollars, they're asking you for a donation for whomever, whatever the, the philanthropy is. Like, can't they donate instead of asking you in the checkout for an extra dollar, two or three? Can't they donate? They're making all the money. Why are we donating on top of everything else we've already paid for, especially in the world that we live in? with inflation and everything on the rise, they have the guts, these companies, these big companies, to ask for a dollar, two dollars, three, five dollars. And then they used to ask you, before the, the uh, checkouts, they used to ask you to your face, would you like to donate? That was the real embarrassing part because you know when you say no, then you feel self-conscious for whatever reason. But who am I really saying no to? An employee that really doesn't want to be there? No, I don't want to donate. But I remember I used to say, no, I've already donated, which was a lie. So then I started saying after that, it's like, uh, no, I'm not interested. I donate enough. When you put it in the hands of the corporations, when you put it in the hands of these corporate greed and these people who are just, they make millions of dollars, millions. Uh, they're cutting jobs everywhere. And the CEO on, on their way out, 20 million. 10 million, 15, 30, who knows? And then you're asking people to pay $20 to go to a Christmas party. I want to gift our employees with something they'll really, truly appreciate. Something that will help them through the holiday season. A bonus. A personalized, company-branded Christmas decoration. It's tax-deductible. This episode of the Drive-By Podcast is sponsored by Les Delices Lafrenet. Check them out. Five Montreal locations. Last week, I had a family member of mine have a celebration. We were together at a restaurant. So I ordered a custom cake, vanilla cake. This member of my family gave me a picture of what they wanted their cake to look like. I gave it to Lafrenet. They look at it, exact duplicate of what she wanted. You should have seen her face on her very special night this past weekend. It was phenomenal. It was beautiful. It looked great. And they help you design it. Maybe you don't have an idea like my niece did. She had the picture in her mind of what she wanted it to look like. That's exactly what they did. Maybe you don't know exactly what you want. Go into one of their five locations in the Montreal area or online at lesdelicesleffrenet.com and order your custom cake for any celebration you're having. You will not be disappointed. Les Delices Lafrenet. 
I've been seeing a lot of this online recently, and it, it's just it's cracking me up. You have, and you've probably witnessed it right in front of you on vacation, at a restaurant, at a nightclub, wherever you may be. You ever notice there's always, first of all, a guy that is, it happens to me too, a guy that is taking pictures for his girlfriend or his wife, right? So she hands over the phone and then she starts modeling right in front of him. And maybe you do this to some extent to your boyfriend or your husband. You torture them a bit. You do what you have to do as a husband or a boyfriend. But look, no guy likes to take a million pictures. I'm not a professional photographer, nor do I aspire to be. I'm talking, I'm not talking about the regular guy that has to take an occasional picture. I'm talking about guys, men, boyfriends, husbands that are literally their wives or girlfriends, professional photographer, wherever they are for the entire night. The guy, like she hands him the phone. Oh, and you best, you better believe that he's going to do his duties and take her in as many poses, as many shots as she wants him to take that night. And I've been seeing more and more lately of women like literally, they have a very, no smile, no expression on their face. They hand over their cell to the husband and they're talking a bit, whatever, the boyfriend. And then she starts to pose. The smile comes on. It's a, it's a completely, it doesn't even look fake. It looks real. But I saw the behind the scenes. So no smile, no expression. She's not even having a real good time. But man, they're at a really good restaurant or who knows where they are. Maybe they're at an all-inclusive and all right, here comes the money shot and boom, Husband starts taking pictures and she's literally smiling every angle. And the minute he stops, the smile disappears and they go back to their whatever they were doing, sitting down, talking to somebody at the table. It's weird. Have you noticed this? It's not like they're having a great time smiling. Everything's amazing. Let's capture this moment. It's like there's no moment. They could be having a nice meal, whatever the case is, but regular conversation between the husband and wife all of a sudden he gets up she gets up she starts to pose bam into that instant smile like everything is amazing holding up this holding up that bottle this uh, glass of wine whatever it is a uh, shot of the chandelier behind at the wedding that they are well, like, happiest couple happiest woman look at me in front of the beach cool ass sticking out uh whatever the case is and then the minute the camera the iphone goes down, the smile disappears. I mean, this to me proves, and you see it everywhere, and this proves to me that we're living in fake times, in the fakest of times. You should be happy in life, and, and you should be having a good, good time wherever you are. You shouldn't be putting on that fake smile for the cameras, but that's what people do nowadays. The smile comes on for the shot, 15 pictures later, more like 20, 30 pictures later, tsa -tsa 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 -tsa, every angle, and then oh, back to regularly scheduled programming, no smile, miserable, having the dessert with the husband you've been with for 15 years and uh, you can't seem to connect with or whatever. It's just freaking bizarre. And you see it, you know, when you see these pictures on social media, you know, because every time I go somewhere, every time I go to a restaurant or something, I see it. And it's like that instant smile comes on. and But they weren't like that. If I were to be doing a video behind the scenes <laughs> recording of it happening, 
and be like, look how fake this is. It's like they weren't even, they were arguing probably before. And now she's forcing him to, to get on her phone and take some shots of herself. And then now she's smiling like she's having the best night of, of her life at the top restaurant in the city. And it's over and back to the misery. It's crazy. It's, it really is. In a couple of days from now, it's Remembrance Day here in Canada, November 11th. It's this Saturday. Lest we forget, but seems like everybody, a lot of people, I got to be honest, I've been watching people. I did quite a few events. Maybe it's, it's me. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. I'm the, I'm the problem, maybe, because it bo- I let it bother me. But where are all the poppies? It's one time a year. This week is the week. You see a veteran, listen to their story. You know, it's like they don't even care for the loony or toony or whatever you're going to give them. They care that you ask them, where did you serve? Where were you? Where were you stationed? That, that's, that's what they want. And then they put, they put, don't put the poppy on you. That makes them feel like their, their story's being hurt. A memory that they can share with even a total stranger. One time a year, we have to honor our veterans. To thank soldiers and peacekeepers for serving us here, Canada. I love this country. I love Canada more than anything. I still love Canada. You know, you can have governments and politicians ruining and lowering the status of your country, right? Ruining things, that's one thing, but it doesn't mean it's less of a place. I wouldn't even be speaking into this microphone. You wouldn't even have gone to work this morning doing whatever it is you love to do. We wouldn't be here if these incredible people hadn't risked their own lives in preserving freedom and fighting for everything that's that's right in this world. Now, look, we're going through some uh, perilous times now, too. And uh, we're, we're getting closer to that doomsday clock, the striking midnight. We're the closest we've ever been. Our soldiers, our veterans are important. They're all we have. Okay, and I'm not going to be the person that, you know, you have to do this because you know how I feel about people telling me you have to do something. No, you have to do this for the greater good. You got to do this. You got No, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. But man, considering that a lot of people just, okay, did whatever they did and followed everything and all the rules. And oh, you want me to do that? Okay, I'll do it. You can't put on a poppy and, and remember why we're here. Just, you know, just a poppy. That's it. Just put it on. No one's wearing poppies. I saw a server at a place I was at over the weekend. She must have been 27, 28. I, I know her. I've talked to her before. Lovely young woman. She was the only person in this place wearing a poppy. I went up to her and I said, you know, I'm really impressed. Not that you care about what I think, but you're wearing a poppy. You know what she said? She goes, I'm a badass. And, and it made me laugh. And she, and she, she says, Frank, I'm a leader. I'm not a follower. And she's in her late 20s. And I, she said, my generation, they don't wear this. But for me, it's important. I understand. And I said, and no one else sees you wearing it? Yeah, he goes, some, some people have asked and say, you know, what's that? What's that? Imagine what's that? There's people in their 20s that they have, they have no clue because maybe their parents didn't teach them. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know how you could not have a clue because in school we learned how important Remembrance Day was. We observed 
you know, the uh, the 11th day, the 11th hour, the 11th minute. We did. I still watch. I, I will still watch the ceremony from Ottawa for the, for the 10 minutes. You know, I'm giving up this Saturday. What does it take to put on a poppy? What does it take to put on a poppy and remember these great people that fought for us, that fought for our, our freedoms? What does it take? I mean, a couple of years back, Don Cherry made some comments where he was fired from the CBC. You people love you. you they come here, whatever it is. You love our way of life. You love our milk and honey. At least you can pay a couple of bucks for poppies or something like that. To me, nothing he said was hurtful, racist, bad. He was saying, oh, you, know, you, you people. In other words, we're, what we're seeing now, we're seeing a lot of scenes. Every couple of days, every weekend, we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of things. And we're seeing people fly flags that, oh, a year, a year and a half ago, if those flags were, oh, let's say in Ottawa, the media portrayed the uh, event or the gathering to be racist and all that, right? But now we're seeing all this stuff, no one's saying anything. They'll make a little statement. They won't freeze bank accounts. They won't do this. They won't say that. They'll sweep it under the rug. We're all Canadian. When you come to this country, or maybe you were born here, you honor what your country is all about, and you respect the values of the country. And once a year, we wear a poppy to respect where we come from, where we are, where we're going. And our military and our veterans who saved our asses literally, or we wouldn't be here today. And so uh, a lot of the things that Don said, because maybe he sounded and looked like some redneck from, you know, the backwoods. I don't know about you, but I see a lot of scenes nowadays where I shake my head and go, hmm, he was fired, but uh, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. There's a lot of people disrespecting our country. There's a lot of people out there who, they live in their own world and they do not respect where they are, what they've been given here in this country, whether I said you were born and raised here or you came here. There's a lot of people that have forgotten. So lest we forget, yeah, well, it should be like they forgot. We forgot. We have forgotten. What has gone so wrong that people have forgotten this simple thing, remembering our veterans? I didn't fight in any wars, but you know, my dad fought in World War II. But my point is, to me, it's a big thing. Like, I got my poppy, and it's like, okay, I got to put it on my suit jacket or this jacket, and I'm moving the poppy, and I have to get two, uh, three. I have three poppies now because I, I, I'm fed up of, of, of taking one out. And then I always pinch myself, and, and I put it in wrong. So now I, I have all the poppies for all the jackets I'm going to wear. That's how much it means to me. That's all we have. Once these people are no longer with us, we lose that because, look, they're still around. They're still at the malls with the poppies trying to tell you their story for a moment, a minute or two, and put this place, this poppy on you. I don't see the poppies. I don't know. I don't know if it's a Quebec thing. I don't know if it's a much, but I just, yes, I see it in the National Hockey League. You see the players and all that. That's because the organizations, you know, a team like the Montreal Canadiens, make sure all their players are wearing that. That's part of the thing. Wear your poppy and all that. The league, whatever the case is, right? Have respect. We're your poppy. 
it just seems to me like fewer people are wearing it. I see even a lot of people, older people, not wearing it too. That's the part that is really blowing me away. Oh, this weekend I saw a lot of people in their 70s, seniors, 80s, no poppy. I remember every year my dad made it a point to wear that poppy. It meant something to him. And it should mean something to you. And it should mean, and it does mean something to me. Wear the poppy. You got a couple of more days. Find one and wear it. Episode 142 of the Drive-By Podcast, sponsored by Les Delices Lafrenet, Montreal's top pastry and bakery shop with five locations around the city. Maybe you're having people over this weekend and you need some tomato pizza, buns. I love those Nutella horns. They, they, nobody makes Nutella horns. That, that's unique to Les Delices Lafrenet. Cupcakes, lobster tails, They've got them all. The cannoli, I'm telling you, when you go there, your mouth will be watering. It's Les Delices Lafrenet with my home location on Tachereau in Brossard. Check them out online as well at lesdelicesLafrenet.com. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please five-star it on Spotify or review or comment on Apple. Check out any of the past episodes with guests. Whenever I have guests sitting across from me, they also end up on YouTube, but you can check out the archives on the YouTube page at The Drive-By. We'll catch you again for Thursday's edition of The Drive-By Podcast. It's Freeway Frank. Ciao for now. The Drive-By. Freeway Frank. The Drive By Podcast is brought to you by Own Space. 